0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW proof. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Love Talk Radio. Hello?
0: Hmm.
2: Dr. Wellesley? Yes. Oh, okay. We are live on, uh the Cow's radio show. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um again, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, third generation uh physician, uh scholar and victim of white supremacy. Um how are you doing this morning?
3: I'm fine, thank you. What about
2: yourself? Know. I'm doing well. It's a little rainy here in Seattle, but that uh tends to be the case. Um I wanted to, uh, really quick, before uh, we started the show, I've heard you do uh, your uh, prayer that you wrote. Is there any way you could do that for us to kick off the show? I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you had it memorized. It's all good. Um, Mr. Neely Fuller, Jr., um, I've been told he's, you know, had a pretty big impact on your work and you getting your book together. Um, is there any way you could uh, – just share with the audience um, how Neely Fuller has impacted your work, and uh, if you could share uh, information on how they could get his book, that would be good as well Please. Uh
4: Well,
3: Mr. Fuller is uh, a native of Muscogee, Oklahoma, and he had been writing about racism, white supremacy as a system, He had been writing about it, I guess, since the mid-1950s. I met him in the late 1960s, and um, I was looking for answers about racism as a psychiatrist. And I happened to meet him, and he had been writing, as I said, since the 1950s about racism, white supremacy as a total system. So when I heard him talk about his ideas, I said this is profoundly important, and uh, that's how um, I started writing about racism from the standpoint of it being a total system um, to maintain racism, white supremacy, or a total system for white power, maintaining the equation of white power over non-white powerlessness. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage everyone to read his work, get his book and read uh, his work. I consider him to be one of the most important thinkers, black or white, in the 20th, 21st century.
2: Um, And do you know uh, information On how uh, anyone can get his book If they're listening in And they're not familiar with his material
3: Well they can call him At area code 202-484-5461 And arrange to get a copy of his book Uh, The short title is uh, Textbook for Victims of Racism and White Supremacy
2: Um, white supremacy as a global system I want to give out the definition really quick um, the definition that I use when discussing white supremacy, uh, a global system of people, dedicated to, excuse me, a global system of people who classify themselves as white and are dedicated to mistreating. And or subjugating everyone that they say is not white. Uh, my definition for uh, the system of white supremacy um, is that. Are you agreeable with that definition?
3: Uh, no, I mean okay. that's you know in other words, you certainly have a right to have a definition. I say that uh, it is a local, national, global system. Uh, behavioral system of thought, speech, action, and emotional response consciously and or subconsciously determined, practiced by people who classify themselves as white in all areas of people activity, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war for the ultimate purpose of maintaining white genetic survival and preventing white genetic annihilation on planet Earth, a planet upon which the overwhelming majority of people are classified as non-white by the minority of people who classify themselves as white. And the people who are classified as non-white are genetically dominant in terms of skin coloration compared to the genetic recessive white-skinned people. Oh,
2: okay. Much and more complex. Basically
3: saying that the planet planet Earth has an overwhelming majority of non-white people.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And non-white people are genetically dominant. By that, I mean Barack Obama as an example uh, because his mother is white and his father was a black man. And black or the ability to produce melanin skin pigmentation is a genetically dominant trait. So you never mix a non-white person plus a white person and get another white person you always get a person of color because of the genetic dominance of uh, being able to produce melanin skin pigmentation. So the fear of white genetic annihilation is related to the demographic conditions that exist on planet Earth. And I didn't invent uh, genetics. Uh, at the... Uh, dominance of the ability to produce melanin pigmentation is not something I created. It's something that happens to exist on the planet. And this is what racism is all about. It's preventing white genetic annihilation on planet Earth.
2: Hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, much more thorough explanation um thank you very much uh for sharing that with the audience um so in the global system of white supremacy um which is about maintaining uh the group that classifies themselves as white uh to make sure that they uh are not annihilated annihilated genetically uh by darker uh skinned people um how do you feel the non-white people on the planet how should they be? How should they behave in relationship uh, to white people as long as the system of white supremacy uh, exists?
3: Well, first and foremost, uh, and I will speak for black people, I could speak for all non-white people who have been victims of racism, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. That the confusion on the part of people who are classified by white people as non-white, the most important thing is that they have not understood why they have been treated in the way that they have been treated. They haven't understood why. They have complained about the treatment, but at the same time not understanding in depth why. It is. Uh, Like we as black people, we have gone through uh, formal enslavement The black people in this area of the world. And uh, we wondered why were we being mistreated as we were. And after uh, so-called emancipation, there was a continuation of the mistreatment. And it's just like after the civil rights movement, Black people have wondered, well, why does the uh, mistreatment continue? And uh, so at one point we thought, well, it's just a matter of having the chains removed. But after the chains were removed, then we encountered a system of uh, legal structures that were in effect doing the same thing that the chains were doing and after the laws were changed, we were still encountering the issue. Well, you won't understand, you know, you'll just be in a state of continuous puzzlement until you begin to understand my definition of racism, white supremacy, that it is all about white genetic survival on planet Earth. You see, so the understanding of why people behave as they do is the most important thing in the world, particularly if you are a victim of that
4: behavior.
3: Because once you understand, oh, people who classify themselves as white are engaging in practices and establishing patterns of perception logic, thought, speech, action, and emotional response in all areas of activity, economics, education, entertainment, labor law, politics, religion, sex, and war, for the purpose of white genetic survival, then you don't go along, uh, you know, begging and hoping that uh, people who classify themselves as white will change their behavior. Hmm. You see, once you set up uh, a system of behavior for your survival, it's not logical to anticipate that uh, the persons are going to change survival strategy. And so you have to organize your behavior in such a way that the behavior – your behavior neutralizes the behaviors of injustice. And I maintain that that can happen. It's not about hating white people. Yes, But it's about understanding why they feel the necessity to do what they do, even when they are denying that that's their intention. And that's the importance of saying the behavior is organized consciously and or subconsciously. Wow. So the first and foremost to understand exactly what is what is happening on planet Earth. Neely Fuller has written that if you do not understand white supremacy, racism, what it is and how it works, everything that you think you understand will only confuse you. <clears throat> so this is the most important challenge that uh, black people, and uh, black people are the most important victims of racism, white supremacy, because they have the greatest genetic potential to produce the black pigment melanin, and so, therefore, they are the person's most feared. Mm. And see, once you understand this, then you understand uh, the proclivity on the part of people who classify themselves as white, to portray uh, black people or black men as uh, gorillas, as chimpanzees, as we've just seen happen Mm. in terms of the cartoon in the New York Post portraying President Barack Obama as a chimpanzee. Well, this is not the first time. This is what uh, the series of films on King Kong, that's what those films were all about, using images to demean and to degrade uh, black people and black men in particular in relationship to white females. Mm. Uh, Because even the instance uh, of the cartoon, that cartoon came from something that had happened in real life in the state of Connecticut where a white female had a chimpanzee pet, an animal with black fur that weighed 175 to 200 pounds. And she was treating this chimpanzee as a as a mate she ate with the chimpanzee she bathed with wow. the chimpanzee she slept with the chimpanzee wow and the chimpanzee you know being the animal something disturbed him such that he attacked her friend and the chimpanzee was later killed by white police officers. You see, so the underlying elements are exactly the same thing as the elements in uh the King Kong series in film where the representative, the symbolic representation of the black man is ultimately killed with guns by white men Mm. because of involvement with a white female.
2: Wow. Wow. Which is right along with your analysis of white genetic annihilation.
3: Exactly. You see, which is, uh, you know, we've just come through what is called Black History Month Mm. and a significant part of that history is black men being lynched and castrated because supposedly the black man looked at a white female or thought he wanted to think about looking at a white female. That was always the underlying accusation Or a white female said a black man did something to her. And the lynching and the castration was killing a black man and then attacking his genitalia because within the testicles is the genetic material that can cause white genetic annihilation. So racism, white supremacy, instead of people treating it as, uh, and this is where uh, the government... Uh, Having called uh, crimes of racism, white supremacy, hate crimes, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: I say was a deliberate uh, move to not focus on, it's just as easy to say, a crime of racism, white supremacy. You see, because hate is an emotion. It doesn't mean anything. Mm Hmm. You see, but it's it's sort of guiding people away from really understanding what is going on by labeling it a hate crime instead of saying, well, these are you know these are crimes of racism, white supremacy. See, even sexism, if you will, within the framework of the system of racism is quite within the white population itself makes making certain that control is maintained over the white female because white females say that their ideal mate is tall, dark, and handsome.
1: <clears throat> see,
3: even though people say things like that and they don't really understand, well, how did that become an expression? Do, do you see, that's tied directly to uh, white people wanting to suntan
1: because
3: mm-hmm. they look at the, look at their skin in comparison to um, black people, people of color, and they say they look pale or they look sick. And so let me hurry up and get a tan even though I get skin cancer. Mm-hmm. See, all of these behaviors, Uh, You know, I maintain even that all of this excitement about Michelle Obama's bare arms is actually related to look at her color. Hmm. It's the color that is uh, setting up all of the excitement. Wow. And I, I would not even think that, She was aware of that. But that's my interpretation, understanding the power system that controls all of the behavior on planet Earth.
2: Dr. Welsing, for the victims of white supremacy, um, I know many individuals who are familiar with your work Uh, familiar with uh, Mr. Neely Fuller Jr.'s work uh, and who are working to replace white supremacy with justice. Um, One thing that I see uh, among the victims of racism is that they, even Mr. Fuller's work, uh, he says that as long as the system of racism, white supremacy exists, uh, the non-white people of the planet Uh, should be suspicious of all individuals who classify themselves as white uh, and that they should suspect that that white person, if they are able, probably is a racist white supremacist. Um, I see amongst the non-white people a real difficulty in maintaining suspicion of all white people, even the victims of racism who are familiar with your work Uh, familiar with uh, Mr. Fuller's work. Uh, Can you talk about uh, why it is that non-white people uh, struggle uh, to be suspicious of white people under the system of racism?
3: Well, um, one can say because for hundreds of years in this area of the world alone, black people have been mistreated by people who classify themselves as white. And this is even after the end of formal enslavement, the discrimination and the mistreatment and the deceiving of black people. So uh, perhaps we could tie it uh, also directly to the religion that... uh, the system of racism, white supremacy, gave to black people after they were captured and enslaved or on the continent of Africa, other parts of the world, uh, colonized. Uh, They were given the religion in which, you know, forced to internalize the religion where in the son of God is white and that translates into the fact that or translates into the logic sequence that God also must be white. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And so when you are beating and raping and killing people and separating uh, children from their parents, you see very high-level abuse. I mean, Semites of the Jewish religion say that... uh, the worst crime was the Holocaust that occurred to them in Europe, which, in my interpretation, occurred because Hitler said that they were not white people. And so, therefore, he wanted, you know, Europe to be free of people that he classified as non-white. That that was the greatest crime, but I say the greatest crime is what has systematically happened to, black people so in other words when you if a person is in prison for example after a period of time of brutalization the person starts hoping that the guards or the warden will really like them instead of being uh, instead of injuring them in various ways so a very deep subconscious aspect of Black people's mentality is wanting to believe that white people will love them and stop mistreating them. And because they do not simultaneously understand. See, black people are not walking around with a definition of racism, white supremacy in their heads. They don't even realize that they need a definition of racism, white supremacy. You see, or as a white, older white female told a young black man who said that he didn't want to talk about racism because he was a Christian, <clears throat> and this older white female from the South told this young black man at a conference on racism, look, we gave you the Bible. We gave you the religion of Christianity. And we taught you to focus on three things, you meaning your group of black people. Slave obey your master, turn the other cheek, and you will get your reward in heaven. And so I would say that that is the dominant operative philosophy that black people hold. And so to think that Uh, people who classify themselves as white have the need to continuously mistreat. Black people, in the most part, don't want to think that. They want to, uh, for example, there's a white male that recently came forward, and he was one of the persons who beat Representative John Lewis uh in the South almost killed him, giving him a skull fracture, wow. and he recently came forward and said that he apologized for having done that well, black people, large numbers of black people went into an emotional state. Oh, this is wonderful, he apologized. Do you, do you see? Or, you know, just what many people are wanting to say because Barack Obama was elected to be president of the United States with the votes of many people who classify themselves as white. That this is post racism. <clears throat> racism no longer exists. Well, if racism no longer exists, Why do black people have to worry about uh, whether Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, will be killed by white people? (laughs) Do you see? Or what we see happening now, I guess on the West Coast, you get a, a flavor of the same news that we have happening in Washington, where you have a Rush Limbaugh who has made many racist remarks in the past Yes ma'am and who has come forward saying that he hopes that Barack Obama fails Yes ma'am that his presidency should be a failure you see well why would you hope that when if he should fail then it's not only large numbers of people who classify themselves as white in this area of the world of people all over the world. If this major economy does any further collapsing, think of all just the people who classify themselves as white on planet Earth mm. will be negatively impacted, but he is so determined that the President of the United States who is a black man who is basically head of the Democratic Party that he should fail it's almost like saying I don't care what happens to fellow white people I don't care if uh, white children whose parents are not wealthy if they don't have schools if they don't have health care if they don't have decent housing I don't care as long as the black man, as president of the United States, as long as he fails. Do you see? And he has also said that the black man who is head of the Republican Party, Michael Steele, that he really is not head of the Republican Party, but it's Rush Limbaugh that is head of the Republican
1: Party.
3: Huh. You see, so these two black men, one, the head of the Democratic Party, so-called, the other one, the head of the Republican Party, are being bashed with the attempt to, do you see, to say that one, that one should fail and one, you know, cannot be head of the Republican Party, you know, because I say that, uh, you know, and he was screaming and and making these statements while he had on an all-black suit, you know, Mm a black suit and a black shirt. But these black men having the semblance of power is unacceptable. Now, that's understandable, within the framework of having an analysis of what the system of racism white supremacy is really all about. You see, but simultaneously, there is within the entire system and culture, a denial of racism. You see, because you also have a black man now who is Attorney General of the United States, Eric Holder. And When he spoke about the need to do something about racism in that the pattern of behavior amongst all people, whether they're white or non-white in America, has been to behave in a cowardly manner in relationship to dealing with racism, he was roundly attacked. Hmm. You see, I mean, coward is a good English word. It means backing away from something that is fearful, disturbing, or threatening. Well, for the most part, uh, see, President Clinton came out and said a cornerstone of his administration was going to be to deal with racism, and he set up a committee to deal with racism, and that you know, went by the boards, you know, after he was being accused and impeached. That just dropped out of sight. President Barack Obama in his speech in Philadelphia said that racism needed to be dealt with. And now the Attorney General of the United States says that racism needs to be dealt with. And he is roundly criticized, and, you know, the psychiatrist will translate that as we don't want to deal with racism. It's just like if a black person, you know, you see this in the uh, electronic media. You have a panel of people or, you know, several people in the news and the black person is mentioning racism. Well, you know, people want to go hysterical. You're playing the race card. Do you see an attempt to cut off conversation about
2: racism?
3: And I maintain that the denial of racism is essential to its maintenance. You see, if I say, well, it's very important for everybody to understand racism, white supremacy white people, people who classify themselves as white and the people they classify as non-white. It's very important for them to understand racism, white supremacy, because this is the major tragedy on planet Earth. If One really wanted to understand what was happening in the economic sphere and the collapse of the economic system. No one talks about it in these terms, but the collapse is directly related to people who classify themselves as white acting in the sphere of economics. You know, you've heard people mention greed as being operative. Well, if people who classify themselves as white are a tiny minority, on the planet, and you have a globalized economy. And so you have a tiny minority of people going through certain machinations in the sphere of economics so that they keep pulling all of the economic wealth to the tiny minority. And then within the white group itself, where you will have an upper class, middle class, and a lower class of people who classify themselves as white and so the tiny minority of the upper class is pulling money away from everybody else then you you are going to have a collapse of the economy and people who feel inadequate or people who feel themselves to be genetically inadequate and numerically vulnerable Will manifest greed, you see instead of me feeling inadequate compared to the majority, if I have everything, if I have all the money, all the oil, all the gold, all the minerals, then i don't have to, i can feel in a sense powerful because I have taken everything. But then that's going to, that's not, you know, sustainable when you have a majority of the people on the planet being without. Or imagine where the economy could be if there was not the expenditure of money by making and producing and buying weapons of destruction. Hmm. You see, but the wars that are going on now, Iraq, Afghanistan, those are all non-white people, Iran, non-white people. But if you feel that you have to have all of the oil to secure your survival, then you are spending most of your money on weapons of destruction. Well, if you're spending most of your money on weapons of destruction, where is the money for schools and hospitals and adequate housing and food for the majority of the people? Just the majority, If you just talk about the people in this area of the world that we call the United States. You see, but if you have to keep subduing and destroying different groups of non-white people so that it's easy for you to take all of the resources that they may be sitting on in order for white genetic survival or to prevent white genetic annihilation on planet Earth. This is a tragedy. So if I could be the psychiatrist for all of the people on the planet who classify themselves as white. And I wrote about this in my first paper, The Crest Theory of Color Confrontation and Racism, White Supremacy, that the challenge to white behavioral scientists is to help them become comfortable, help people who classify themselves as white become comfortable with their tiny minority status, and their genetic uh, recessive status on planet Earth. Do you see, but, uh, you know, if you say this to many people who classify themselves as white, they, I don't know what you're talking about. There are many, many, many white people who don't know that they are only a tiny, tiny minority of the people on the planet, fewer than one-tenth. You see, if you turn on television, you just see white, 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 white. So, you know, a person could think, well, white people are the majority people on the planet. Or if you open any textbook in school from pre-K to college, you could think that, you know, people who classify themselves as white are the majority people on the planet. and certainly not a tiny minority. This is never talked about. You see, you even have people who are saying by the year 2050, there will not be a dominant any group. But that's not true. By year 2050, the people in the area of the world called the United States of America, the people who have been classified by white people as the non-whites will be the majority you see not uh, you know no group will be that's like they don't have a problem saying now that people who classify themselves as white are the majority so what would be wrong with saying by year 2050 or 2040 that the non-white people Will be the majority Mm.
2: You said that uh, Amongst the individuals who classify themselves as white um, And even amongst the non-white people One of the biggest weapons uh, For maintaining the system of white supremacy uh, Is denial uh, To set up a system where The non-white people uh, don't think that white supremacy, racism exists anymore, particularly now with a non-white president, uh, and white people insist that there's no such thing uh, as a system of racism, white supremacy. Um, At least two uh, white people, and actually two admitted uh, white supremacists. uh, I'm I'm sorry, I
3: didn't hear that part.
2: You said uh, at least
3: two.
2: At least two white people, uh, and then I said at least two admitted white supremacists. Uh, known as uh, Tim Wise and Farrell Winfrey. Um, These individuals do uh, talk about uh, racism, white supremacy. Um, Mr. Tim Wise, uh, he was also uh, on the CALS radio show. Uh, Mr. Tim Wise uh, said that uh, it is not possible uh, in the system of racism, white supremacy, uh, for a white person to not be racist. Uh, He said under the system... Of white supremacy all white people function as collaborators in the systematic mistreatment of non-whites uh miss Farrell winfrey also an admitted white supremacist i uh, said that you can't be white and not be a racist um what do you think about uh the effect that uh Tim Wise and Farrell Winfrey, I suspect you're familiar with these individuals. What do you think about the effect that they have on the non-white individuals who hear them speak?
3: Uh, Well, first of all, to the extent that they are not talking about Neely Fuller Jr. Mm -hmm. being the first person to talk about racism as a total global system, of white supremacy. nearly Fuller is the person who put that discussion on the table beginning in the 1950s and in the 1960s. I mean, he started writing about it in the 1950s. So if you have two people who classify themselves as white and they do not give tribute to a black man who started writing about system of racism, white supremacy, which is where they got their language from, to the extent that they don't talk about him and give him tribute, He is the person. This black man is the person is the first to talk about uh, racism, white supremacy being a system that controls thought, speech, and action in all areas of people, activity, economics, education, entertainment, labor law, politics, religion, sex, and war, and the person to also put the discussion, the concept of counter-racism on the table. So to the extent that they don't give credit to him, it's like, you know, white musicians taking credit and saying they started jazz where they took it from black people. Hmm. So it's the same pattern of racism, which I say is, you know, to say that every person who classifies himself as white is indeed participating in the system. But if you are pretending to understand and if you're calling yourself an anti-racist, you are making people think that you are against racism when, in fact, You are not. See, John Brown was against racism, white supremacy, the slavery phase of racism, white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And he died, whether somebody agrees with how he went about it. But he was against it, and he gave his life being against an unjust system. Mm Mm-hmm. You see, so you know people pretending that they are they have an interest, but they don't give credit to the black person who they took their language and their discussion from
1: mm-hmm.
3: is again you know, I'm white, I'm the one who's who's done this, and so worship me, mm. look up to me. And I don't dare mention the name of, you know, Neely Fuller Jr. Wow. And and that's why people begin to engage in language talking about white privilege and whiteness, whiteness theory. You know, racism, white supremacy is terrorism. There are more than a million black men incarcerated taken away from their communities and their families because of the mindset of racism, and white supremacy. So to call such a system of terror, the terror of unemployment, the terror of underemployment, the terror of gentrification, to call this whiteness, that would be like somebody referring to the Holocaust that Adolf Hitler conducted against the Semites of the Jewish religion because he said they were not white people. If somebody started calling that a Holocaust, Hmm. you see, where you're distorting language and you're making something that was deadly, you're using words and... Sound, to minimize what it actually is, whiteness that sounds like you know some something made out of cotton wow wow
2: i I wanted to be clear as well i uh I referenced you as a victim of white supremacy. that is correct
3: yes, I say all non white people are victims okay. of racism and white supremacy
2: okay when uh the admitted white supremacist known as Farrah Winfrey, uh, when she was on uh, this same radio station, uh, she said, and I'm quoting directly here, she said, I have a problem with the term victim because being a victim and the acknowledgement that that is what you are, I feel, limits the individual of the people as a whole to the methods that need to be taken to come out of that, meaning racism, white supremacy. When we voice something, we give credence to that or we give power to it. Um, how do you feel about uh, an admitted white supremacist saying that she has a problem with uh, non-white people uh, using the term victim to reference themselves?
3: Well, if I um, if I don't want to be called the victimizer, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Uh, then I will object to the word victim. Victim is a very important English word. Mm. People can be victimized by many things. People can be uh, victimized by racism just like they can be victimized by other forms of warfare. And so if I don't want to think of myself as the victimizer, then I'm going to say, don't use the word victim. If I don't want to use and have to think about the meaning of the words racism, white supremacy, do you see? I might say, oh, a hate a hate crime or something like that. Or if I don't want to think about the enslavement of black people. So I just say, well, slavery. But, you know, slavery by whom? Why not talk about the enslavement of African people? And so then I have to think about, well, who were the enslavers? The enslavers were people who classified themselves as white. Do you see? So the playing with language and playing with terminology. So that we don't see with clarity what it is that we're dealing with, like Neely Fuller talks about the two methods of uh racism white supremacy uh deceit and violence. you see where you confuse or you make unclear what is actually happening. You see, so that the people, if there are people
1: who uh,
3: want to, you know, end racism, white supremacy, and see it as the highest form of injustice that has ever existed on planet Earth, they will come forward and say, uh, You know, number one, yes, this system does exist, and the people who classify themselves as white are the people who have practiced white supremacy, which is why the importance of constantly using the word white in describing who they are. You see, but in the system of racism, white supremacy, the people who classify themselves as white have absolutely no confusion about who they are, but they will encourage non-white people to not call themselves black or non-white, but to call themselves Afro-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American. Well, what do those terms mean in relationship to a group of people that locally, nationally, globally, refer to themselves as white.
1: Mm.
3: Not Euro-American. You see, but the saying, I'm white, clues people who are white, it clues them in as to what the real issue is and Mm. what they have to keep in their minds at all times. That they are a minority that is genetic recessive, consciously and or subconsciously aware. And that's what they have to prioritize. But then the people of color, the non-white people, are told to dismiss that in their thinking. So they will always be in a state of confusion as to what is actually happening.
2: wanted to uh, get your view. Do you think, uh, since in the system of racism, white supremacy, the primary weapon is deception, uh, the use of words uh, to provide confusion about what is actually happening, uh, do you think uh, the use of the term uh, victim uh, or victim of racism, white supremacy, do you think that is constructive uh, to add clarity uh, and to enable the non-white people to better understand uh, the environment in which they exist?
3: Well, if I have a system that is specifically targeting, in a destructive sense, people who are non-white, wouldn't it be important that they understand that this is what is happening? Hmm. But once they understand that this is what is happening, they're no longer in a state of confusion, and they can organize their behavior to bring that system to an end. But, you know, in in games, you know, games of basketball, games of football, uh, even tennis where you're playing against an opponent, if you can confuse the opponent about what you're going to do with the ball, let us say. You make your opponent think you're going to move to the right and your plan is to move to the left. So your opponent cannot appropriately organize their their defense. Do you see? So that's what you are engaged in. Do you see? But saying that you're in a system of democracy where everybody is equal is quite different than saying that you are in a system of racism, white supremacy, and the opponent that you are organizing your system to uh, attack is, you know, non-white people. That's not said. But in truth, that is what should be said. Do you see? Because no matter whether a black person is applying to um, go to a certain educational institution, whether a black person is walking into a bank to get a loan, whether a black person is walking into a facility to purchase an automobile, when the person is black and otherwise non-white, they are not being treated in the same way as people who classify themselves as white are being treated. So should not the people who are non-white, should they not understand this? Or should they have to you know, have some research done that takes five or ten years to do, and so then they are eventually told. Or if the black person says, I'm being discriminated against, and somebody who classifies himself as white says, oh, you're paranoid.
1: Hmm.
3: Or a black person on a job says, well, you know, since I've been on the job, I've been on the job the last ten years and the only people that have gotten substantial appoint- uh, promotions are people who are white. And so then the black person raises this, and and so then they are accused of causing trouble, or they're lied to and told that's not true. And then some group comes along and does some research, and it's found to be true. Well, did the people who classify themselves as white Understand exactly and specifically what they were doing in the beginning. the answer is absolutely yes
2: one of uh one of the main uh difficulties that I see among the victims of white supremacy, um, not understanding uh racism, white supremacy, uh what it is and how it works. Uh, I see that the non-white people really struggle uh, with Mr. Fuller's suggestion that sexual intercourse between non-whites and whites uh, be discontinued until the system of white supremacy has been replaced with a system of justice. Um, I've seen this even where you've given lectures uh, and you know, spoke about this issue uh, in depth and a non-white person said, well, yeah, that, that makes total sense, uh, but I don't think this particular white person uh, is a racist. I don't think this particular white person uh, is into having sexual intercourse uh, with non-whites. Um, I, I have just seen an incredible amount of resistance uh, from non-white people to declining to have sexual intercourse with white people under the system of racism, white supremacy, um, why do you think there is uh, such such a zest, uh, such a desire uh, to engage in sexual intercourse with white people under these conditions of racism, white supremacy?
3: You mean the desire on the part of black people to have sexual intercourse? Yes, ma'am.
2: Yes, ma'am. Well,
3: I would say that that's a part of um, a part of the desire. Like Rodney King, why can't we all just get along? Or why can't we just all love each other? You see, Martin Luther King, why can't we all love each other? Or that this is the goal objective where uh, Dr. King didn't see that if everybody on the planet just loved each other, and color was not a stumbling block, white would disappear. And so whereas black people are desirous of everybody just getting along, let's get along and let's love each other. But that cannot happen if the goal objective on the part of people who classify themselves as white is the prevention of white genetic annihilation. So people, when people who classify themselves as white, ask me, Dr. Welsing, what can I do to help solve the problem of racism, white supremacy? I say tell black people what white people talk about when there are no black people around. Mm -hmm. See, what do white people, what's the conversation like when there are no black people around? And white people are talking. I had a a professor at American University, a white female professor, several years ago say to me, Dr. Welsing, I hate to admit it, but on all social occasions where white people are together and there are no black people, she said, we're talking negatively about black people. Wow. And the assumption is is that every white person present agrees with the discussion. Wow. Do you see? And I said, Well, I understand that because the what the discussion is about, even though it is not discussed in the terms that I have uh used ensuring white genetic survival, when white people people who classify themselves as white are talking negatively about black people, they are talking about maintaining the system of racism white supremacy. And if they're talking negatively about black people, they are giving themselves justification for the mistreatment of black people.
4: Wow. And so
3: when Black people don't understand this, and a white person goes to bed with a black person, and the white person doesn't talk about this. Is what we say about black people when there are no black people around. Mm-hmm. Do you see the person who is classifying themselves as white is keeping very important strategic and tactical information from black people Mm. and saying that I love you. Well, I can't love you and at the same time not give you important information. See, on a job, a job situation where there might be black people and white people working together, the white person is in on the fact that white people are being paid more than black people. Mm. So a white person, a white male, approaches a black person to have sexual relations, or a white female approaches a black male to have uh, sexual intercourse. And I say that the white person is always the one making the overture. I mean, Uh imagine a black man deciding that he's going to speak to any white woman of his choice. (laughs) All she has to do is say, help rape, and Mm. he will be lucky if he continues to live that day. Wow. So she has to make the overture. The white male makes the overture. You see, but all kinds of overtures on the part of people who classify themselves as white, male and female, sexual overtures to people of color, without revealing what white people talk about when no black people are around.
1: Mm.
3: Wow. You see, and, you know, when a white person says, Dr. Welsing, how can I help? And I say, simply tell black people what white people talk about when no black people are around. And I've never had a white person say, other than this one person that i mentioned. But she didn't say exactly what it said. She said, we're talking negatively. Huh. But that's not revealing the details of the discussion. Right. I've never had a... Well, let me tell you, this is what we talk about, and this is what we say we're going to do. Wow. And so it becomes the sexual activity in the system of racism where it crosses a racial line becomes a deception. As Neely Fuller has said, it becomes... You know, the first level is tackiness, trashiness, and then becoming terroristic, mm. which is what many black men have experienced in the workplace. Mm. If a white female approaches a black man and he acts like he's not interested, she begins an attack on him. So he ends up getting in trouble and maybe losing a job. Mm.
2: I uh, I've been uh, doing a lot of uh research uh on sexual intercourse between non whites and whites. Um I wanted to uh just read a couple quotes uh and just kinda get your response, see uh see what you think about some of these. Um this is uh the author is a non white person. Uh this person said and this is it's graphic but I think uh I think there's a need for open dialogue. Um The writer says, uh, I love white women, and I hate black women. It's just in me so deep that I don't even try to get it out of me anymore. I would jump over ten nigger bitches to get to one white woman. Ain't no such thing as an ugly white woman. A white woman is beautiful, even if she's bald-headed and only has one tooth. It's not just the fact that she's a woman that I love. I love her skin, her smooth white skin. I'd like to lick her white skin as if sweet, fresh honey flows from her pores. But well, we to don't
3: need her- to hear any more.
2: Okay. This is from Eldridge Cleaver's uh, Soul on Ice, uh, 159. Um, just, you know, See, but this
3: it- is right. See, this is a necessary black self-hatred. Mm-hmm see, black self-hatred is taught every day on the television set. Mm. You see, if you turn to the sitcoms where black people are and black people are bucking their eyes and acting silly and climbing over furniture Mm. and behaving in a chaotic manner, Mm. black people are being taught. White people are being taught. Look at this subhuman behavior on the part of black people. And black people are being taught, hate yourself because you are behaving in a stupid and despicable manner. You see, we've just come through a period, and I don't know that, you know, the question is how many black people are listening to. The so called hip hop lyrics, wherein black people are being called gangsters and thugs, and the women are called, being called bitches and hoes, mm-hmm. and the men are calling themselves dogs. Do you, do, you, do you see? So, people, white people, people who classify themselves as white,
1: mm-hmm
3: are paying black people to demean themselves and telling black people this doesn't have any significance. Mm -hmm. And black people, because they don't understand racism, white supremacy as a system, what it's for and how it works. So the black person, well, I'm getting money for this, and so this is just entertainment. This means nothing. But Neely Fuller has informed us that the system of racism is carried out through all areas of activity, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. Hmm. And there are people who classify themselves as white who understand this. Adolf Hitler, when he decided that he was going to kill 11 million Semites of the Jewish religion. That word Semite means mulatto. People from the Middle East or North Africa who are the products of miscegenation between white people from Europe and the black people who are in Africa making a mulatto group. And Semite is a Latin word for mulatto. So, no matter how much the mulattoes further miscegenated with white and got lighter and lighter, you see, that's just like we have, you know, thousands of so called black people in this area of the world who could pass for white because of miscegenation and having a formula, don't marry anybody darker than yourself. So you keep making lighter and lighter people under the system conditions of racism, white supremacy. You see, and people do that hoping to get ahead, hoping for things to be easier. But Hitler, when he decided that Europe was going to be pure white, and so he started a plan to kill people who were, in his terminology, mixed race. He did it by propagandizing and producing horrible pictures of Semites of the Jewish religion. They didn't have television then, but they had movies and magazines and newspapers. And so these horrible images... Of Semites of the Jewish religion were produced. And so the same thing is happening here. You see, where, you know, what is called so called, you know, when hip hop started, hip hop had positive things to say and some political things to say. The system of racism, white supremacy said we can use that beat, but is going to be very negative and destructive language. Mm. And so we're going to use this as psychological warfare, destroying the images of black people and destroying the images to the audience, the larger audience of people who classify themselves as white. They obviously made those decisions. But with the black people not understanding what was happening. And so, you know, if it doesn't mean anything how you look, then you can walk around with your pants hanging down and call it style. Instead of being able to say, I have been so victimized by the system of racism, white supremacy, which I have not understood, so it doesn't matter what image I project of myself. Mm. Or you have someone like Tyler Perry, who is a black man dressing up as a female. Before Tyler Perry, there was Flip Wilson as Geraldine. And this was being propagated because within the psyche of the white collective, in in seeing black men as a threat to white genetic survival, instead of saying the black man has the most powerful image of masculinity, no, we'll change the black man into a woman. And because they don't understand racism, white supremacy, they don't know what's happening. So you can, you know, you can walk sometimes behind a black male, he's got his hair hanging down, ear rings in his ear. You don't know whether you're walking behind a male or a female.
2: Wow. Wow. I was glad you brought up uh, Mr. Tyler Perry, uh, his uh, latest film where uh, the main character is a black male uh, wearing a dress, uh, playing a female, uh, I believe was number one at the box office um, this past weekend. Um, oh, that's and, uh, interesting.
3: I was not, not aware of that, but again, Not surprised, you see, because with a black male in the White House, you see, the surface reaction on the part of many people who classify themselves as white is, oh, uh, this is wonderful for America. Then as it goes forward, it begins to seep into the awareness, well, if this Articulate, intelligent, brilliant black male is president. How can I continue to believe that white is superior? So it becomes necessary to counter that image. So CNN will have someone like D.L. Hoodley
1: mm-hmm.
3: with his buffooning and clowning mentality, with his two earrings. And so, and CNN is cable news network. Yes, ma'am. So the president, Barack Obama, will be a clip of his giving a speech and sounding as though he is in charge and very intelligent. And then you follow that up with the black man is really a super, you know, a simple-minded buffoon. Hmm. who demeans and degrades himself.
2: Wow. I wanted to... Uh... See, so
3: these juxtapositionings, but a person who doesn't understand system of racism, white supremacy, and the logic as to why it exists will just uh, see these as, you know, won't connect the dots. They just... See dots, but they don't see the connectedness.:
2: mm. I wanted to um, be clear. Uh, Mr. Mr. Tyler Perry, I wasn 't trying to degrade him, and not, I'm sure you weren't either. Uh, these individuals are victims uh, as well because they, they do not understand uh, the system of white supremacy, and you know. Arguing. You see but
3: for, for a, a black person, Mr. Tyler Perry has a grandmother. Mm -hmm. or had two. And for him to not mind demeaning, grandmothers have been critical Mm -hmm. in the cis black grandmothers, in the system of racism, white supremacy, helping black people to survive. Mm -hmm. And for him to just not mind demeaning and degrading black grandmothers. Mm. You see, where I don't remember the full name of the uh, singer Witherspoon in the 60s had a, a song about grandmother's hands and praising grandmothers. That was when black people were talking about Black is beautiful. Black pride. Black self-respect. Black power. And so, an artist is praising grandmother's hands. And then, in the nineties and the two thousands, we have a black man who I heard him. I read where Tyler Perry said something to the effect, you know, some some. Interviewer was asking him about what his feelings were dressing up as a woman
1: mm-hmm. and
3: he he said, "I make the ugliest woman in the world
2: huh. wow, wow, you
3: see so this this is very, very deep. And just like, you know, when you can play, when you can pay a black person to be talking about bitches and hoes and gangsters and thugs, pay that person to participate in their own destruction and the destruction of their people. Wow. And that person having no insight or knowledge as to what it is that they are doing, but the person who is doing the pain is taking advantage. You see, it's just like saying it's white teenagers and white young people who would buy most of the Mm -hmm. Mm
1: hip-hop.
3: You see, and so a black person participating in making some of those so-called songs, thinking that uh, these people are my fans because they don't really know when somebody is laughing with them or
2: laughing at them. Right. Wow. Mr. uh, Cortland Malloy, uh, he's a non-white journalist, uh, the Washington Post. Uh, Incidentally, he just uh, did an article uh, last week on uh, Tyler Perry's films, and he was saying that he did not think it was funny um, seeing this male uh, dressing up in a dress, and uh, uh, he didn't point out the system of racism, white supremacy, but he did uh, make a comment about how he did not think this was correct correct behavior. Um, I didn't hear what
3: you said. I'm sorry.
2: Cortland Malloy, uh, he's a journalist at the Washington Post.
3: Right. Uh,
2: He just did an article uh, last, I believe it was in last Wednesday's paper, uh, where he was saying he did not think uh, it was funny, Uh, Tyler Perry uh, dressing up as a female. He did not think it was funny. And he thought that black people uh were being taken advantage of again, uh in, you know, having us uh be buffoons and dress up uh as a female uh for the entertainment of white people. This was in the Washington Post, I believe, last Wednesday. Uh he wrote an article about it. Um, I wanted to ask did uh would you be cool with taking a question or two?
3: Uh yes, the... go right ahead.
2: Okay. Um let me see. Uh do you want to ask me uh one, I believe we have a caller on 414. Uh, do you have a question, area code 414? Uh, yes, sir, I do. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well.
3: How are you, Mrs. Welsing?
2: I'm fine, thank you.
3: Okay. Um, I have a question about, um, I'm kind of nervous, so bear with me. Um, I have a question about white supremacy within
5: health care, um, for a long time I've been reading about um how non whites are not getting, you know, proper treatment for certain
3: diseases or any problems they're having and I was just wondering what a non white person should ask when they go to the
1: doctor
2: and what are the best health magazines and books that non white people can read.
3: Well, uh, I would say, you know, a black person, if they go into any situation, you can, uh, you know, any health situation, you can politely raise the question, am I going to be given the highest standard of care that would be given to a person that you classify as white? Now, uh, you know, you could have various reactions, uh Either the person who classifies himself as white will say, yes, we make every effort to make certain that we give all of our patients the highest standard of care. You know, the black persons can say, well, I've been reading articles in the newspaper that talk about health disparities, health treatment disparities, and that black people are not treated the same. And so I felt it was important for me to ask that question, and so it could be that the person who classifies themselves as white will say, "Yes, we do, we're aware of that, and we give the highest standard of care to everyone, or the person who classifies himself as white might begin to act offended. You see, because a question was raised about the reality of racism, white supremacy, if they act offended, you see the black person needs to find someplace else to go. Uh, I would just encourage you, look on the Internet. There are, you know, many health magazines. I would not uh, single one out in particular, but uh, there are health magazines that you can look at that uh, talk about the health of black people. As
2: well as the health of white people. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, four one four. I have another uh, non-white male. Uh, He has a question or two.
6: Hi. um, Yeah, I was wondering. um, You were talking about how uh, religion has basically been used to. subjugate and reinforce white supremacy. And um, I was wondering, like, what steps um, you could take to have someone see the reality that religion plays, especially if they have been, um, uh, like, for a very long time believing in this and it's become, like, a cornerstone of their life, or do you think it's beyond, like, hope or the ability to to change their beliefs?
3: Uh, Can you repeat the last part? Your voice is sort of trailing off. I'm sorry.
6: Oh, um, I mean, I was just wondering what steps you think could be taken to uh, reveal to someone, this is specifically regarding, like, Christianity, um, like, what role it plays outside of their own belief in it, like how it is a tool of racism and white supremacy.
3: Well, I would just say, do you see, starting with Uh, If you're talking to someone else and you try to help them understand that we are in a local national global system of racism, white supremacy, of which religion is an important aspect of that system. And so if the system is about racism, white supremacy, it's learning to look at what is being taught in that religion that would reflect white supremacy. For example, Christianity, if one just looks at, I mean, you know, we're seeing pictures all the time in the news of Palestinians Mm -hmm. and people in that part of the world. If Jesus was a historical figure, and I'm not, going to argue whether he was or he was not but if he was a historical figure he was not white
1: Mm -hmm.
3: he was not white in that part of the world and so just starting with that it's like all of the pictures if anybody you know says i'm going to bring to mind all of the paintings that i have seen of figures in the bible Mhm. Do you, do you see you see images such as those painted by Michelangelo, you know, pale white people with blue mm-hmm. eyes and blonde hair.
1: Well, yeah, this like, is not uh,
3: the way the people in that part of the world look.
6: Mhm. Like I've uh like I I'm, I'm specifically referring to like my family members and I've even pointed out how um Pictures we have on our walls Of Jesus are of white You know, blonde, or like blue hair Brown hair, uh, with blue eyes And very uh, white features And um, i pointed point that out And they're just like, well uh, That's not the God I believe in You know, that's just the white representation um, And it just seems like There's like a massive amount of denial And right. uh, Yeah, like I, I don't know like, I feel like every time I've sp- talked about Racism and religion, um, they feel really threatened and, uh, like, conversation shuts down really quickly. Um,
3: and well, like, I would say basically, exist, but... you know, respect that. In other words, don't get into a knock-down, drag-out argument mm-hmm. because black people and non-white people have been deeply victimized. Mm-hmm. And so if you're seeking to help people understand in a different way, and they don't want to hear it. Mm
7: -hmm.
3: You know, just leave it alone and Mm -hmm. talk to somebody else that you can exchange views with or the person, uh, you know, might be open to thinking in a different way. Now, this is not to say that the people don't count who don't want to listen. Mm
7: -hmm.
3: You just don't want to, you know, fight and squabble with other black people. See, a minority controls a majority by divide and conquer. So the more that non-white people are fighting and squabbling with each other, that is furthering and enhancing the survival of the system of racism, white supremacy. And so if you just think about uh, the mistreatment that non-white people have received over the centuries and their desire to be treated well and to be treated as human beings, and so they want to believe that people who classify themselves as white love them, mm-hmm. then that's simply an aspect of our victimization. Mm-hmm. And so, so basically
6: it's not productive and <laughs> excuse me, just be that. very gentle. hmm
3: in your approach but you can go further enhancing your own understanding and sometimes people will come to you later and say you know i didn't understand what you were talking about when you were talking to me three years ago or five years ago Mm -hmm. now i understand exactly what you're saying Mm -hmm. let's talk further about this topic okay Yeah, yeah
6: yeah um yeah, because I've uh, I started talking to my parents about racism, and they you know they agreed with me that it's a problem, but they really don't like talking about it. But I mm-hmm. have noticed that um, they uh, increasingly will make comments about white people and the mistreatment that they face. So I, I do see what you're saying.
2: Um, um, I actually had another
6: question too. Um, in terms, you were talking about how uh, you know black people and I, I think generally just non-white people hope and wish that white people will love them, stop mistreating them. And um, I feel like uh, I grew up in most predominantly uh, white neighborhood, neighborhoods, going to white schools and, like, almost exclusively white friends until I came to college. And um, I feel that uh, I know this about myself, which I'm sometimes kind of uh, embarrassed about, but I do think that I have been conditioned to regard uh, white females in a much higher regard, um, just, like, in terms of, like, the standard of beauty is, is much like lower um like the bar is a lot lower for white people uh, and I was wondering what what you think um like someone who's aware of this conditioning and aware of the system of white supremacy can do to to change that like almost instinctive like it seemingly instinctive uh like inclination towards white people and white women
3: well, see first of all um You know, hug yourself and embrace yourself and say, you know, I understand how I have been programmed to think. I'm beginning to understand what this system of racism is all about and how I have been programmed to think within the framework as a non-white person to be how I've been programmed to think. And so I am going to be working with myself. I'm not going to call myself stupid. I'm not going to call myself dumb. I'm just going to acknowledge, oh, this is very interesting. This is fascinating how I, as a person of color, look in the mirror and I don't see, you know, the highest state of handsomeness or or beauty this is fascinating how I have been taught to negate myself and to negate others who look like myself. And so I'm going to work with this concept and work on getting these thoughts out of my mind. Now, it may take me some time because if I have been conditioned from early childhood to think in this way, Uh These are simply my thoughts. It's just like, you know, if you were trained uh, to speak French or to speak German as a child. You know, the child doesn't have control over what language it's being taught. And Uh the child doesn't have control over even how the parents might be training. You see, because many many, many, I would even say the vast majority of black people within Mm -hmm. their families have been taught, the more color you have, the uglier you are. Mm
7: -hmm.
3: And to favor the children that have the lightest skin or the Mm -hmm. straightest hair. Do you see? And so these lessons in black self-hatred are deeply embedded in the system of racism, white supremacy, and within the family structures of black people. And so understanding, this is fascinating how this teaching has taken hold. And we must train ourselves and program ourselves to have the highest level of respect and regard for ourselves and to have the highest level of respect for behaviors that reflect that I respect myself. Uh You see, so be very patient with yourself. I mean, you understand what you are trying to change as far as your thinking is concerned. Uh But be patient with yourself as you are undoing. I mean, it would be like let's say somebody who was somebody who wanted to be a golf pro. And so for years from the time they were teenagers to the time they were in there, you know, for a decade for a decade and a half, they were making certain strokes in golf. And so then somebody comes along and says, you know, you are holding that golf club in the incorrect way to achieve what you want to achieve. Or the way that you have your foot turned Mm
7: -hmm.
3: when you are making this particular strike is incorrect. And so the coach has to help you undo what you have been practicing for years, do you see you thought you were doing the right thing?
7: Uh-huh.
3: And so somebody points out to you, or it could be a swimmer, or it could be, you know, somebody engaging in anything where they are practicing the way of doing something that is not going to give them the best results. And so they have to be very patient and become aware, do you see? But by respecting yourself, then whatever amount of energy you have to expend correcting certain practices, if you are patient and determined, this is my ultimate goal objective. You see, because black people are within a system construct, where if you said that you associated or were exposed to predominantly white people growing up. So the black person within a framework of white, whether you call them friends or whatever, associates, the white people can't wait to get a suntan. Mm -hmm. And the black person is hating their color. They already have color. Mm -hmm. And getting a suntan is exposing the cells in the skin that are called melanocytes to the ultraviolet rays of the sun so that if there's any potential in those melanocytes to produce even small quantities of melanin when the, the, the cells are bombarded by the ultraviolet rays of the sun, so they are attempting, taking a chance of getting skin cancer to get the color that the black person already has. Mm-hmm. And so unbe- the black person is not even thinking about the what is the meaning of suntanning, you see, which is very high priority activity amongst people who classify themselves as white. Mm -hmm. But the very people have taught black people to hate the melanin that they already have in high quantity. And so many black people have had white associates say, you know, in the summertime, Francis, now I'm the same color as you. Their color doesn't begin to approach my color. Mm Do You see, but they're happy to have some color from the state of whiteness that they themselves do not really like. But they don't come out and say to the black person, oh, you are really fortunate to have skin coloration. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to look like you. They don't say that. But they will say, I helped. You demean. I've taught you, my group of people has taught your group of people to demean the fact that you have color so that you will admire us when we don't even admire ourselves. Okay.
6: So so just like uh, being honest about this and giving yourself time and just uh, always facing this issue is the way to go. Give
3: yourself the highest level of respect and say, well, it's you know, it's unfortunate that uh, I'm in a system structure that had the necessity to teach this misinformation.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: But, yeah. see, black people have already gone through a phase in the 1960s where they went from thinking to have skin color was ugly to decide that they are going to respect themselves and to admire their color. Mm. And then the system of racism said, wait a minute, these people are talking about black pride, black is beautiful, black self-respect. This is dangerous. See, any time people respect themselves, if you want to mistreat or oppress those people, if they respect themselves, you will have a harder time mistreating them than if they don't think positively about themselves. If they don't think positively about themselves, they will think that mistreatment of people that look like them is the right thing to do because they are not worth much
6: so like uh in an uh, inordinate uh, like uh Attraction to white people is um is tied to uh, self like self hate
3: you say fashion to them is uh, that what yeah, you an said? An,
6: attra- an attraction
3: uh repeat that i'm sorry
6: uh like uh inordinate amount of attraction to people classified as white um you're saying that is directly tied to like uh, an idea of like self hate or like
3: right uh, exactly in other words why can't you look in the mirror and say, "Wow, well, I love myself, I like myself exactly as I am
6: I mean like I don't know i I consider myself a pretty good looking uh, individual, but uh i just I just have noted that like I just think that like white females are like a lot more attractive like when I was younger too, it was way worse like I would not even consider like females that were non white to be like potential uh like partners at all like i would totally be dismissive of them like i would not consider them at all and um and now as i've gotten older i've realized that you know in the system of race so much supremacy like these people are dangerous and you know it's not gonna uh serve me well to do that but i still feel like in terms of just like in terms of what i think is like good looking it still seems to uh really be heavy-sided towards uh giving white people a lot of kudos.
3: Well, if you were uh, I don't know what skin shade you are.
6: Oh I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm fairly light skinned, I'm an
3: Asian male. Oh, you're you're very light skinned? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. do you, do, you, do you see well, you know, like it depends if you ever sit down and talk to your parents whether they were taught to emphasize Having light skin, as opposed to dark skin.
1: Yeah. You see, I
3: mean, so you know, you might be sitting in the living room. Well, how, how, what were you programmed, Dad? What were you programmed to think about skin color when you were growing up, or where did you grow up?
6: Uh, uh, I grew up um, in like uh, very white neighborhoods, going to white schools. Like all my friends were white, essentially. Uh, and where did
3: your parents know.
6: grow up? Um, they grew up in Korea but um, they immigrated here when they were like 22,
3: 23. Are you Korean? Yes, I am. I see. Well, see, it's like, uh, you know, all over Asia, all over Africa, all over the non-white world. Mm -hmm. See, people who classify themselves as white have dominated the people on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, all of the non-white people, have been programmed to wish they were white. Or Mm -hmm. I'm sure, I'm absolutely certain that you have had experiences growing up in a predominantly
2: white society
3: with white children where somebody or more than one person has said something to you negative about being Asian. Is that correct? Oh, yeah.
6: For sure, yeah.
7: You see,
3: and probably many, many times,
6: Mm -hmm.
3: and if you were a young child in nursery school or kindergarten, whether it's the other children or whether it's white teachers that were treating you differently than the white children were treated, Mm -hmm. do you remember any of those experiences?
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, when I look back, uh, I really feel like, um, like, I'm not friends with any of the people that I knew from high school and middle school. Um, I've come to the conclusion that white means racist, and I feel like the evidence supports this. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, I feel that I, I was heavily discriminated against, um, that I, you know, I only in being, like, exceptional was I uh, accepted by white people. But as um, soon as, like... Uh, my exceptionalism stopped benefiting them. I felt like they did not care for me, so I'm not. I'm no longer friends with uh, a lot of these people that I once called my friends. you
3: see. Okay, because see, they, the non-white people, want their children to, you know, to just fit in, to fit in, mm-hmm. and to be accepted.
6: Yeah, that's what and I've been they told pre- pretty much my whole life.
3: Right, and they prefer to not talk about their own experiences of being discriminated against. Mm -hmm. Do you you see, or prefer to not talk about the names that uh, Korean people were called during the Korean War. Mm -hmm. you you see all the negative language that is used against different groups of non-white people? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, like if parents prefer to not talk about that, And so then the child is exposed to parents who are not reinforcing. You see, you're beautiful, you're handsome with your Asian features, Mm
7: -hmm.
3: and you are fine and you are wonderful, that Mm -hmm. they want the children to blend in and be accepted. And they many times, like Tiger Woods, when he was, you know, maybe the only black child in his class, and as a very young person, and he was tied up to a tree, yeah, by you know fellow students in school.
1: Mm-hmm. And this
3: was when he was very young. Do you see, so he ends up it being the most important thing for me to have white skin, blonde hair, blue eyed mm-hmm. person, and not thinking consciously. But he remembers the pain, but he doesn't re- doesn't think about that pain
2: having conditioned
3: him to not want to have a Thai wife or to have a wife somebody of color. Uh-huh. Do you see? But when children are very young, they're very vulnerable. And, you know, they may leave their home in which their parents love them and they go into an environment where very, very young children can be aware that they are being mistreated.
7: Mhm. And so
3: at that point the child wants to be accepted, the child wants to blend in. And so the child starts wishing. You know, yeah, I wish I mean
6: that, Yeah, and I mean when I was younger I, I did I did want to be like uh that's something that I've come to terms with, uh Mm-hmm. Um, as I've gotten older um, but like i've been I've been questioning a lot of things I believe just because I have come to realize how deeply the conditioning is but um one thing that like uh I still feel like I haven't been able to change is like the uh looking the at just be patient
3: with yourself mm-hmm. and what will also be helpful is the understanding of as to why. White supremacy exists. Mm-hmm. You see, it's not something that people classify themselves as white, just grabbed out of the sky. No, when white people became, began to come out of Europe following Columbus in the 15th century, and mm-hmm. they began to circumnavigate the planet, and they found out that the vast majority of people on the planet were people who had skin coloration. hmm And so the men would have sex with the women, and the children would all come out looking more like the mothers (coughs) than the fathers because of the genetic dominance of non-white over white. Uh And so white people began to realize that we are a tiny minority. See, white skin is really a mutation to albinism from black. Mm -hmm. And it is a genetic deficiency state. But when the white people realize, well, for us to survive genetically, we have to dominate these people. Well, we can't dominate them if they respect themselves. So we first and foremost have to teach them to not respect themselves, but to respect and to love us, which is you know, the value of saying the Son of God is white and therefore God is white, Mm -hmm. and imposing these concepts. And so the people will always be worshiping us and demeaning themselves. Mm -hmm. You you see, if the, you know, just think, if nine-tenths of the people on the planet are non-white people, and all of the non-white people respected themselves and respected one another, white supremacy would be gone.
7: Uh
3: It can only exist if the non-white people are willing to fight and kill themselves and kill one another. Uh You see, so it takes the negative attitudes of non-white people towards themselves to help hold up the system of racism, and white supremacy. Even though people are not thinking in these terms. See, people are not, you know, the majority of non-white people are thinking just as you think. I wish I was white.
7: Uh
3: Or white is beautiful and I'm not beautiful. Uh See, just imagine the majority of the people on this planet Earth are thinking negatively about themselves.
6: It's yeah, it said, um something on the phone just says so there's ninety seconds left, I don't know what that means. Oh. Um yeah, like I see how the uh genetic annihilation, um it's like the logic behind it on the macro level, like and you were saying, um, how people think that either consciously or subconsciously. So do you think every individual somehow um knows that or that's a motivating factor?
3: I don't know, Ken. I don't
6: know why that's 60 seconds or why that's coming in. Yeah, I don't. What does that mean? Is 60 seconds? Thing? I um, don't
3: know.
6: Uh, they said, "Don't." Uh, they said, "Um, Lavar said do 'Don't worry about it.'" So, um, but yeah, do you think? Um, how? How? Uh, how do you think it plays out on the uh, like the individual level? Like, I definitely see the logic behind it on the macro level. Like, that's what it's for. But um. Yeah, and to what to what extent do each individual people classify as why um, think about this? Uh,
3: I'm not sure that I understand. In other words, just like you. Do, you, do you see when you say that? I don't. I don't know why we're hearing that.
6: Yeah, I don't think it. I think it's fair uh, just to ignore it. <laughs>
3: Uh do you see but i would I would only say that any time a person is demeaning themselves, do you see or they can't think well of themselves that they are being seriously harmed, and it will be passed on through the generations. You see, in other words, if one day uh, you are married and you have children and you can't teach your children that they are beautiful second to none, that they are of value second to none, just think about how they are going to be harmed. Mm Mm-hmm. You see, they may end up doing some things well, but deep down inside of themselves, they hate themselves and they wish that they were something else, mm. as opposed to being deeply appreciative. See, if I deeply appreciate myself second to none, that doesn't mean that I have to devalue anybody. I just value myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to sit at the table with people of many nations, and hopefully everybody is valuing themselves and not feeling that they have to be superior to anyone else or better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Everybody is respecting their constitutional or their genetic potential,
7: mhm.
3: See, then you can have peace on the planet. And that would be, you know, my objective in talking about racism, white supremacy, is so that racism, white supremacy can be replaced with a system of justice where no one is mistreated. And those who need the most help get the most help so that we can have peace on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah.
6: All right, well, I think that's all the questions to have uh, for now. I'll give the uh, phone back. Uh, thank you very much, Phil. That
2: was very helpful.
3: All right, thank you.
2: We have uh, one more question for you, Dr. Welsing. Um 770,
7: uh,
5: are you there, 770?
2: Yes, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, we can hear you.
5: Uh, how are you doing, Dr. Wells?
3: I'm um, fine, thank you. How are
5: you? Real quickly, uh, by the way, I've, I've heard you mention several several times how you were in Heidelberg, and um, uh, you were with one of your uh, friends at the time, uh, white uh, German friends who uh, admired a black man so much. Uh, I'm, I'm a product of, of uh, one of these uh, women from Heidelberg, in fact, and in Heidelberg. Exactly. So. Yeah, so couldn't talk. In any case, um, I wanted to um, ask you something about uh, anti white anti-racists. Uh, you're probably familiar with a, a gentleman named Tim Wise and a woman named um, Pharrell Winfrey. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and um, I would like to know what it is that you think about, what do you think about this white anti-racist movement that is uh, springing up all over the place? Does that mean that... Uh, white people are abandoning racism and are actually fighting racism, Or, um, and, and I see a lot of uh, non-white people respond almost lovingly uh, uh, to these people, so I'd like to hear uh, what you think about that.
3: Well, uh, see, first and foremost, unless uh, Tim Wise and Farrell Winfrey are giving tribute to Neely Fuller, Jr.
4: for starting
3: the discussion on a system of racism, white supremacy. Neely Fuller, Jr., a black man, started talking about a system of racism, white supremacy and talking about how that system was organized to maintain the power equation of white over non-white. Now, to the extent that Tim Wise and Pharoah Winfrey, and I know both of these individuals, I know who they are, to the extent that they are not giving credit to Neely Fuller Jr. for opening this (coughs) level of discussion, they themselves are practicing racism. And when they go amongst black people and people of color, You see, they are acting like we're the white saviors, and they understand this. And to the extent that uh, I understand that uh, Tim Weiss has said that, you know, he's a racist, and he doesn't really seek to end racism, white supremacy. He's just talking about it. Well, if he doesn't seek to bring it to an end, he's just talking about it. Well, why is he talking about it? Is he talking about it so that non-white people will embrace a white man and by doing so embrace racism, white supremacy? Am I making myself clear?
5: Yeah, you're making yourself very clear because uh, you see, I I have haven't grown up among white people, particularly in, in a very white country, and having had a mother that is was extremely loving, but what I found to I found her to be the least racist white person I've ever met, but only the least racist one. You see what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I haven't I have not experienced or have have ever met a white person that I could say is not racist. Um, so it's confusing to me sometimes when I hear, uh, when I hear Mr. Fuller uh, making a distinction between white supremacists um, and white people when, um, when in practice and, and when in, in theory and in the logic uh, it would appear to me that, that white being a race and race being racism um, uh, uh, one then makes a distinction between non-racist white people, or white people that don't practice racism, um, and, uh, and white supremacists. It would be very confusing to me, uh, having grown up among white people, period, and having had a loving, a very loving white mother, but again, she was the least racist white person I've ever met. You know what I'm saying? So so when you have uh, and, and I also have noticed that um non white people, in particular black people, seem to have a longing to find white people that that accept them that as that embrace a... them. Pardon?
3: That embrace them or
5: exactly. You
3: said Instead... that the black people have a longing to find white people that say they like them or
5: is that what you Exactly. You're that 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 you know without without like <laughs> You know, it's like uh, that's, that's, the, that's the feeling that without white people, we can't get things done. We need somebody to, we need white people to, uh, that accept us. And, and I see these, these anti-racists fulfilling that role and, and having a very negative, exactly. act, very negative impact on, on non-white people, on black people. And that's the one thing that, that, I'm, that I'm a little critical about as far as what, what Mr. Fuller is saying because I don't see the logical sense. In making this distinction, you can see where you would have more powerful white people that implement the system and less powerful white people, but all of them by by classifying themselves as white would fall into white supremacists, and that's what I've seen in, in practice.
3: Okay, well, see, as I understand Mr. Fuller, his position is that he does not know all white people. And so to the extent that he does not know all white people, he's allowing for there may be people who classify themselves as white who don't in any way practice racism, white supremacy. Do do you see? So I think, for example, uh, it's not, I would encourage you to write. See, it's very important for non-white people to write and to write truthfully about what their observations, their experiences have been on the planet. And someone like yourself who has lived in predominantly white environment and have a white parent, meaning you also have white grandparents. It's like Barack Obama. Oh my my my
5: grandparents my grandparents are um, my uh, my grandfather was working for uh, Adolf Hitler. I mean, I, I have um, my uh, my family as white supremacist as you can get, and 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 they're very nice people.
3: Okay, well, do you see? It's like when I went to Germany, mm. I wanted to live with German people. This is fifty years ago, nineteen fifty-seven. I wanted to live with German people and I was outside of Frankfurt in a place called Hohenwald at a a work camp. And I wanted to live with German people and talk to them and ask do they understand what they really allowed to happen to their neighbors who were Semites of the Jewish religion. And I found out that, you know, there were nice people, But nice people who would also participate in killing people who they thought, do you you see, deserved to be killed. In 1957, this is 12 years after the war, there were young German people in the work camp where I uh, was that were going around saying, Heil Hitler. Oh, yeah.
5: I mean,
3: I. I would just, do you you see what I'm saying? So I realized from that experience that people can be nice on the surface and have other ideas that are determining the direction ultimately of their behavior. And so this is why it's important from my vantage point to understand the logic of racism, white supremacy. The logic being that the white population is a tiny minority population on the planet. It is a mutant population of albinos from the basic black product. I mean, the black people in Africa that the paleontologists and anthropologists are now basically agreed that, All people came from the continent of Africa. The first human beings were black. Well, if black people had mutations to albinism, that would be the first white people. If you mix the albinos and the black people together, you get all the colors in the middle. And so if the white people, and I say that the black people put the albino mutants out of Africa, so they wandered north and ended up in Europe. You see, So if at a certain point they begin to come out of Europe and realize that white people are a tiny minority, they're genetic recessive, they can be genetically annihilated. And so whether as people of color, we like it or not, they organize themselves, organize patterns of perceptions, logic, thought, speech, action, and emotional response for their genetic survival. You see, which means we have to dislike and mistreat people of color who constitute the majority of people on the planet. And even though they will say we're establishing a democracy, you, you see, they still had to mistreat the people of color and could not treat them as equal and could not relate to them as equal. Otherwise, they would be, as a tiny minority global population, they would be genetically annihilated. And so if we understand, I mean, as a a psychiatrist, it's like I try to help patients understand why their patterns of behavior are what they are so that they can understand themselves and have greater control over their behavior. Like, as I was saying earlier, uh, in 1970, in my first paper, The Crest Theory, I said the challenge for white behavioral scientists is to help white people understand and, and accept and focus consciously on their minority status and their genetic recessive status. So if they indeed wanted to change their behavior, they could but let's say if they don't want to change their behavior the important thing is that black people and people of color begin to understand why you see like Barack Obama talks about his grandmother having negative attitudes towards black men even though she loved him and helped you know loved him helped him grow up Help to see that he got an education, but she still had these white survival reservations about black people. Do, do you see what I'm saying?
5: Yeah. Well, that's that's typical. I, I've always felt. I've always heard. Well, you're not. You're not all that black, or you know, you're. Uh, uh, you're not quite like them or, you know, all these Mm -hmm. types of expressions, you know. And, uh, in fact, my parents were together for 30-odd years before um, my mother passed, so my father um, was there all the time. And I found, looking back at at the whole time, that uh, uh, the the whole relationship, at the end of the day, even though my mother, again, was very loving towards my father as well, uh, it drove him insane, as far as I'm concerned. He... he, uh, he always was in a childlike state, um, even though he was a man, and he he, he would dispute that. But uh, at the end of the day, um, a lot of his behavior um, uh, became a very depressive, um, childlike, and uh, uh, is very sad. You know, I I, I had made my I had made a, after a while I had made a conscious decision not to get involved with a white woman on a long-term basis. And to get married to a white woman because I didn't want to go go crazy. Um, and uh, well, see,
3: in other words, and this is uh, the contradiction that takes you know. In other words, when your parents got together, one being black, one was white, and they may have thought and experienced that they loved each other, but if they didn't understand in depth racism, white supremacy as a system, and probably your father ended up experiencing, I still feel powerless. I'm married to a white woman, but I still feel a relative powerlessness. Oh, yeah. Do you see, it's like the black football players, the basketball players, the baseball players... And they become millionaires, and then they do something so that their behavior looks erratic and You say, "How could you know this person is a millionaire? How come they're acting like this and It's because they don't understand system of racism, white supremacy; they may have experienced discrimination, but they don't know the whys. And the square force, and so, in spite of the fact that they have millions of dollars, they are still treated as an unequal and If they thought, well, millions of dollars and maybe a white wife will you know make me be equal to a white man, and they find out that that's not true; they don't talk about it, but their behavior becomes. Self negating. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so this may, do you see? So you said my father ended up being mentally ill because he probably, you know, couldn't figure out, well, I don't understand. I still am being treated this way. And since, you know, racism, white supremacy, Is not being talked about. It needs to be talked about 24 7 times 365. Oh, no, actually. Underground. Nobody wants to talk about it.
5: Well, we talked about it in our family all the time. uh, So,
3: you know, people in general do not have an understanding
5: Mm.
3: of Um, exactly what it is. And even though somebody like Tim Wise or Farrell Winfrey may talk about surface aspects of racism to the extent that they will talk about white privilege and whiteness, they are really not getting down to the nitty-gritty, so to speak, of what racism actually is. And as... uh, Personified, if you will, in the refusal to talk about nearly fuller junior black man has done more in depth analyzing what this system is and the kinds of behaviors that the victims need to engage in to bring it to an end to the extent that they don't talk about that then they themselves, in spite of what they say on the surface, are maintaining racism, white
1: supremacy.
3: See, if there was no, to the extent that uh, Tim Wise is uh, finding black people embracing him, or, oh, it's so wonderful, this so-called white person is talking about racism, white supremacy. Do you see, to the extent that uh, he finds himself wanting that adulation. Do you, do you see, it's just like I want black people to look up to me as though I'm a god. Right. And they're worshiping me, but I'm really not telling them the whole story. So I am deceiving them. I am misleading them. And I am making them subject to me.
5: And making good money at it. It's time. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, that's about all the questions I've had uh, that I can think of. Um. But uh, thank you very much, Dr. Welsing, for for all your work. I've The uh, first time I heard you was sometime in the 80s at the Mount Zion Church. Of, no, some, somewhere in, in New York uh, during the lecture series that Dr. Clark and them used to put on. And uh, I thought you were insane, but as, but I found out that it's absolutely the opposite. So thank you very much for all your work. You.
3: All right, well, I have enjoyed talking with you.
5: Thank you, ma'am.
2: Have a great day. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Welsing, uh, for uh, being so generous with your time to uh, speak with the callers and with myself as well to uh, make an appearance on uh, the CALS radio show. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I wanted to uh, give you the last word and also uh, make a request, if you could please let the uh, listeners know how they could get uh, a copy of Mr. Fuller's book uh, one more time, if you could, please.
3: Uh Neely Fuller's uh, contact number
2: is area
3: code 202-484-5461.
2: Outstanding. Um, if you have any last thoughts uh, you'd like to give out for the listeners, that would be great.
3: Uh, no, I will just repeat uh, what Neely Fuller has said. If you do not understand racism, white supremacy, what it is and how it works, everything else that you think you understand will only confuse you, meaning that you know, if people want to uh establish a system of justice on the planet, then they are going to have to understand racism, <laughs> white supremacy, so with their behavior, they can end up replacing the system of racism, white supremacy, with a system of justice so that there can be peace on the planet. And um, I will ask you, if you've made a tape of this program, I would like you to make certain that I get a copy.
2: Oh, yes, ma'am. It's uh, it's being recorded. Um, actually, uh, if you have internet access, uh, this show will be available for download within about five minutes. Um, I don't know if you have internet access or not, but... Uh, if you don't, I can uh, download it and get it on a CD. Um, what what would be easiest for you?
3: Uh, if you download it and make certain that
2: I get a copy. Okay. I will do that. I will do All that. All right. Man. Uh, I, again, I it is an honor to have you on the show. I thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us this morning, and I wish you uh, the best with your work. Uh, hopefully ISIS Papers 2 will be out soon. We'll definitely be looking forward.
3: All right. Well, very good, and I've enjoyed talking to you and your listeners.
2: Thank you so much.
3: All right. Mm -hmm. Have a great day. Same to you. Mm
2: -hmm. Thank you. Um, Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning into the show. Um, Absolute honor to uh, have Dr. Welsing with us this morning. Um, Please download the show, uh, Favorite Me, Victim of Racism. That will help the show get more listeners, more people know about it, share it with your friends, uh, download it. You can link uh, the show on your site. That would be constructive. Please check out the uh, blogspot as well, racism-notes.blogspot.com. One more time, it's racism-notes.blogspot.com. You can also check out Mr. Edward Williams' uh, site, uh, counter-racism.com. There will probably be a rebroadcast of this show on uh, the counter-racism radio network. Uh, also, check out the code.net. Very constructive information on racism, white supremacy. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in to the show. Um, want to say a special shout out uh, Anthony Devron Payne Sr., uh, Rest Well, my cousin. Um, thank you for tuning in. Gus T. Renegade, a.k.a. Uh, the legend of John Carter. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll be back Saturday. Pharrell Winfrey forgot. Farrell Winfrey, the admitted white supremacist known as Farrell Winfrey, will be on the show Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Please tune in for that as well. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll see you uh, next show.